What's going on, everybody? Before we get started with today's episode, just want to give a quick shout out to NordVPN. You can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things, such as streaming services in other countries. If you sign up today with the GTD Sports link, which you can find in our bio and on our website, you can save up to 70% with a money-back guarantee. So make sure to sign up with the GTD Sports link today. This is the Going the Distance podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got into a top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome in and welcome back to another episode of the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bennell, and alongside me is Elijah Spann. Today is November 23rd. We are currently live on Twitch, YouTube, all that jazz. We are so close to Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm sure everybody's probably home with their families right now. Uh, I'm about to be tomorrow, and I know Elijah is as well. So still figuring out exactly what we want to do because, you know, typically our episodes are on Thursdays. But Alas, we'll have a plan sooner or later. But for now, we're going to be talking about some college football playoff reactions, or the ranking reactions, excuse me. Going to be getting into the new USFL, the United States Football League, as well as some winners and losers from this weekend before rounding out the episode, as always, with Love It or Loathe It. But first, make sure to follow us over on social media. We are our brand is at GTD underscore sports on everything other than TikTok. It is at gtdsports.com. If you want to follow our personal accounts, you can see it on the screen there. I'm over at Ryan Bennell 8 and Elijah is at Elijah Span 19. And uh be sure, biggest important thing, check out the GTD podcast network on our site, gtdsports.com. We got five kick-ass shows, uh hockey down here, betting on the rocks, all of them. Go check them out. And also, this is kind of news, I guess. We were featured in the Fillmore County Journal, Elijah. Oh, yeah, that you mentioned sick. that on that Thursday, sick, actually. Dude. Oh, I did? Okay, well, I guess yeah. I always said it was, like, coming out. But now it's officially out. It came out yesterday on Monday. And uh, James Danielson, one of our bloggers, was featured in his local paper, which was uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Definitely a interesting way of getting some exposure, you know, for the brand. I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah, man, I'll take it. Yeah. JD JD killed it too. I loved all of his the quotes and everything too. Yeah, yeah, I read it. It was nice. Yeah. Alrighty, but anyway, before we really get into the nitty gritty of the episode, we got our highlight and low light from this weekend. Elijah, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. It was good. College football has been good to me, betting wise. Um, and then NFL has been it's about it. College football yeah. is about it for me. Yeah, NFL was still good. NFL had some really tough lines this week. Like I stayed away from most of it. Although I did have a parlay that would have hit, except for the freaking Saints. So, but I'm considering that if Kamara plays on Thursday night, I'm going to hammer the Saints. But the highlight of my week, though, um, in spite of all the great sports stuff that's going around, is Halo Infinite. So it was a surprise drop last week, and I downloaded it because it's free um, and it's awesome. Bro, we got to play. I, oh yeah, because you are you playing it on your PC? Yeah, because I never like I never had Xbox growing up, so I never played Halo. But oh, yeah, I yeah, just got I it. Um, I just got it a couple days ago. I mean, it's pretty fun. It's hard for me to really like really get into it because uh, yeah. I've never like played Halo. 
And I'm definitely not going to buy the multiplayer, I mean, the campaign, which I do love that, though. The multiplayer is free, and the campaign is what costs money. Because like right. I don't I don't know the story. I just want to. Well, the the campaign's gonna be free for me because I have Xbox Game Pass. So oh, that's, that's sick. Too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like honestly, if you have Xbox and you don't have Xbox Game Pass, like what are you doing? Like it's so worth it. Um, but yeah, no, like I that's grew up race, playing. Yeah, I've been playing Halo three. I was playing Halo three. Played. I grinded the shit out of Halo Reach when I was like twelve, or whenever however old I was when that came out. And this has just been taking me back. It's great. I even spent like the full sixty bucks on COD. And I haven't touched it since Halo Infinite came out, which kind of is a waste of money. But I bought it with gambling money, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a win. Yeah, it was free money, so, you know, whatever. You know. Could have bought new shoes with that money, though. Um, so, yeah, it's super dope. And so, legit, like, if you guys play that, those that are listening, like, DM me on Twitter and uh, get my gamer tag because I need people to play with. But it's hey, we so should- much fun. Yeah, we can. I was just playing Fiesta a few hours ago. I was um, too. I've been playing yeah. it every day after. I've been because legit, dude. Like, I've been looking for a game that I could like just unwind after work and play for like an hour or two, and then just like go about my day afterwards. It is really and, quick. Like, yeah, yeah, and this is definitely like that game that I've been searching for. Just kind of like play for a little bit and then do my other shit. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and then my low light is that so. I found this this gas station that has a crazy amount of beer, like crazy, crazy amount. Um, literally, like beer imported from every single different country, like Japanese beer, oh, Belgian shit. beer, Danish beer, German, like all this stuff. A crazy and like all the IPAs you could find in Austin, which I mean, you could only imagine the amount of IPAs in this town, um, which is sick. And it's like right next to my house and it's going to take all of my money. Like Sunday, I was like, all right, I'm going to go check out. Because my aunt told me about it. I just haven't checked it out yet. And I was like, Sunday, I was like, oh, I'll grab beer at this place. Because AGB is always just always fucked in the ass just with people. Um, oh, yeah. I forget AGB is y'all store down there. Dude. It's I know ridiculous. it's cool. I know it's cool. but It's a great grocery store, but there's always just people. It's just everyone's in the way. It's awful. So I was like, I'll go there, check it out. And I got lost in there. And I was only going to buy one six pack. I bought two. I was like, I got to try all these beers. And I know it's just going to slowly drain just all my money. That's I've kind yeah. of been doing that at like Kroger, even though like they don't have a shit yeah. ton of options. I'm sure that place has more, but I've kind of like gone through most of them now. I want to find another place like that. But Austin has so much beer. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, last time I was there, we went to this tap house or brew house. And I mean, I know this is probably common, but there was I really have- like five of them what what was it pine house no it wasn't pine it house was it pine was house? um uh, brass it was like brass not brass knuckle like I don't know. there's brass tap it was like brass tap um okay yeah there's a million but there was like yeah five of them like right next to each other basically and that shit had like over 150 beers on their menu and i'm like this is overwhelming dude like i don't even know i want to try them all exactly i'm like i want to try the best but i don't know how to find they're like you know i like getting the flights i just love trying because like in college um i got like we i started making a beer wall and so like i would just buy all different kinds of beer so i can cut up the box and put it on our wall which like you saw it was sick yeah um definitely very like college um and 
I, I don't know, but that's like how I started trying a bunch of different beer. And this was like, I don't know, checking out this place is pretty sick. So it's definitely gonna take away all my money. I wish I had a place like that. I'm sure there is probably somewhere like that close to me in Fort Worth, but I don't know. This is different. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, but anyway, on to mine. Uh, my highlight isn't really the most exciting, but it is, uh, it, it, you know, it's just pretty straightforward. The Bengals. My Bengals won in a must-win game. Yeah. Uh, we we really coming off two straight losses, one to the fucking Jets. Uh, coming off a bye week too against a Raiders team that's in shambles right now. This like we had to win that game, and we did, and we handled it well. I mean, we won by 19 points. Uh, we were we were in control the whole game. It was fun to watch, and back in the playoff conversation. So that that is definitely my highlight, and my low light of the week. Elijah and I were talking about this a bit before we started recording, and I've been trying to suppress the emotions from it, but uh, this has been quite possibly my worst string of sports betting of all time. Like, last week was horrendous for me, and already this week, Monday and Tuesday, I have, I think I'm like 1-14. in 14. Like, not even kidding. It's, it is so bad right now. I don't, I couldn't buy a win. I don't understand. Literally, like two, 10 minutes before the episode started, I lost a bet where I had a team minus two favored in basketball, by the way, and they were winning the entire game. And within the last two minutes, they let the other team go on an 18 to two run and lose the game by 11. Uh, anyway, and then I had Central Michigan plus six and a half against fucking Bellarmine. Who is Bellarmine? Central Michigan plus six and a half. They lost by seven. Fuck me, right? Yep. It's just one of those weeks. Um, it, I, you know what? But we got to take it day by day. I can't tilt. I can't tilt. We got a unit and a half tonight on Gonzaga. First half against UCLA. I believe. I believe. I believe. And then we're, gonna, we're right back on track. You can do it. I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely very heavily considering taking UCLA because of your cold streak. Dude, fuck game. you. Dude, know, okay. Right? No, that's like my favorite bet of the day, though. That is my favorite bet. Bro, it, listen, Drew, Timmy, Chet Holgram, Mark Few's going to get the yeah. boys right. The, the reason why I'm not doing it is just because I just, I don't know, betting basketball has never gone very well for me, so I just stay away in general. Dude, it usually has for me, but the last fucking week has been, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I may, I may need to go back to lower units Yeah, for the yeah. time being. That is an option. That's so I had fun, to do though. that. I had, that that was a very <laughs> that was a very hard lesson to learn for me. Is that forty <laughs> units for me? Forty dollars units for me is way too big. <laughs> oh, forty dollars? Yeah, forty dollars yeah. units. Because I had like a big. week. I had a week where and I was using like ten dollars units, and then I had one game where I placed like seventy bucks, and I I went up really big, and I had like a parlay hit, and I was like, "Fuck it, forty dollars units," and I went down. I lost it all. Yeah, it, so. it, it, it'd it be like that, especially so. like after you have a couple winning weeks, you're like, oh, dude, I can I'll start betting bigger. And that's when you lose. Because no. like, like I've I recently went from 15 to 20 or like 22, I guess, whatever. Yeah, that's what I did. And, uh, and I've been doing a lot of 25s and 30 recently, and I've just been really considering just ramping it up, saying fuck it and going to 50 just because my my uh, accuracy. I'm at like 80 percent of the games that I've placed money on for the past two weeks um i mean which is all football it's all football so it's been nice but like i've only won like let's see one 
140, 20, and then 100. So it's like nothing crazy, but could it could be if I actually place more money with some grown men money on it, but whatever. Yeah, last it's week. Fine. See, at least like the week before um, last week, because like last week was horrendous, but the week before that, I won like 10 units. So that mm-hmm. was it, it, it balances out a little bit, but. It, you just Still. hate to see it, yeah. You hate to say no. It's just so it. frustrating because when like you can't win at all, it's just like what? Like you're like everything I touch turns to shit. Yeah, yeah, like, literally, bro. I'm like I'm at the point, and I know that you know walking away wouldn't be the worst option, but the the money's not going to make itself back, right? Yeah. You know? I mean, well, that's what I mean. You know what happened to me? That's what ended up happening to me. I got so frustrated, I just took a step away for I don't know how long, like what four, yeah. five, six months. Yeah. See, so, I don't. I'm like, I'm starting to post. You my, I'm starting to post more. my bets on TikTok and stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep a somewhat of a, a media presence with it if I can. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably gonna step away honestly again once football season starts for the most part with gambling. Just gambling on other sports just doesn't do it for me. It really doesn't. See, I, I, I love like soccer because well, I, just, I just fucking lose. I mean, I love betting on fights. I, I mean, like. College basketball is fun to bet, but just like in general, just football is just what I know the best and what I enjoy watching gambling on. And then everything else, when I just lose, I'm just I'm just pissed off. Like when I lose on football, I'm like, well, at least I got to watch football for three hours. But then when I bet on college basketball, I'm like, I just sat through a fucking basketball <laughs> game and lost money. You know what I mean? Like, See, I just I watch this, I just watch this mid major conf. I just watch fucking BYU and their eight white dudes. Fucking drain threes on everyone and lose money. Like I don't want to. I enjoy. I don't know. I enjoy like the the mid major games. And I mean, I know it's like uh, cheesy, like oh the love of the game. But I mean, I I always enjoy watching it. I just I, either way, if I lose, I'm gonna be pissed afterwards. So. Yeah. Well, I'll probably bet on playoff basketball. I usually do playoff basketball, and then yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of have to. That's one of those. And things. then probably NCAA tournament, and then oh my god, I just realized the bowl season is upon us. Dude, bowl seasons. Which, I'm gonna go, uh, bro. I'm going so ham for college football. I might use fifty dollar units for bowl season. Fifty dollar units. I think I'm gonna do it. You're nuts, bro. I'm gonna do it. You're nuts. Um, which, speaking of, let's get right into it with the college football playoff. Yeah, actually, oh, yeah, we've been we've been kind of yamming a little bit, but anyway, yeah, college football gambling playoff. Talk. I think I'm here for this. Yeah, yeah, dude. We're talking about gambling, you guys. This is part of the show, but anyway, college football playoff new rankings came out today, about an hour before we went live. Um, not much changed towards the bottom, but at the top now we got Georgia at one, of course, Ohio State leapfrogged Alabama to take the number two spot, then Bama at number three, and Cincinnati, baby, finally in the top four for now. Uh, Michigan and Notre Dame make up the first two out, and Oklahoma State is right outside at number seven, so... What are your takeaways from these uh, rankings? Before you go any further, you want to pull it up again like we did last week? Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so my takeaways is that Ohio State 1,000% deserves to be the number two team in the country. I agree. I, I think they – I mean, especially because Alabama has shown a few, you know, weak points. Yeah, I mean, the loss at a obviously, and then they struggled against Arkansas this week. Um, I've been hearing a lot of like offensive line is struggling, you know, they're not like, they're not the same dominant force that they were last year by any means. Uh, yeah. They're still Alabama. So, uh, they deserve to be in it right now. I, I just hope 
the love of God that all this buzz about a two-loss Alabama still being in is 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 false. No, dude. I think I think there's no shot. I don't think there's a shot they can put a two-loss Alabama team in there. There's been a lot of buzz. There's been a lot of buzz that they're going to do it. I mean, if anybody would do it, it would be the college football playoff committee. I mean, mm-hmm. but. But I, I mean, like, as much as you could argue, like, oh, well, a two-loss Alabama team is still better than uh, a, a Notre Dame or an Oklahoma State. Um, I, I think they're better probably, than Notre Dame, but not Oklahoma State. Yeah. Well, I could – you could make an argument that they are, but it's just the fact that I don't think a two-loss team deserves to be um, a, a champion. Or no, yeah, you're right. That, that's what I mean, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you're right, actually. If a two-loss Alabama team was going up against Oklahoma State – or Notre Dame, I think Alabama would win. But in terms of, yeah, like deserving it, they should be out of the conversation for sure at that point. Which is kind of a moot point overall because I do think that we're looking, we're staring right into the barrel of a Georgia Ohio State uh, national championship game, which I would be all about. Yeah, I would, I would actually love that because I mean, Ohio State, you got. I think they're a top five offense right now in the country mm-hmm. going against the number two defense in the country. They may actually be number one now uh, ahead of Wisconsin again. They, Wisconsin and Georgia have been going back and forth. But still, I mean, best one of the best defenses, one of the best offenses, that's going to be a yeah. hell of a matchup. I really, I really, really want to see how they match up. And Ohio State's defense is like definitely – Night and day from what they were earlier in the season, they've just turned their defense around. I don't know what they did to make it different, but like they have. Um, yeah. They're a different team that lost to Oregon. If anything, oh, 100%. You could say, yeah. If, if anything, you could say that loss to Oregon was good for them. I, I honestly think it was. I think, especially because it was early on in the season, if they were to lose that game in like week 10, week 11, they'd probably be screwed. But I don't know though, because it's Ohio State. But you're right. I mean, I think if Ohio State and Oregon played each other again, Ohio State would beat them by 20-plus. They would oh, clap them. They'd whoop them. But it wouldn't even be close. I mean, look yeah. at what fucking Oregon did to them, which we both called, by the way. Oregon, I didn't Utah. think they would smash them like, oh, yeah, Utah, Oregon. But I didn't think they would smash them like that. But 38-7, to seven? shit. Yeah, if they played Ohio State again, it might be another Michigan State repeat. <laughs> it's funny. My friend who, like, occasionally will bet on my book, just so he can – he's not like having his own book so he can exercise some self-control. And I already had money on Utah. And he was like, I want money on Oregon. And I was like, no, I already have money on Utah. If I lose, then I double lose. I have to pay the bookie and then pay you. So, sorry, not happening. Um, and then he, I texted him, like, during that beatdown. And I was like, hey, how about that? And he was like, yeah. I was like, Oregon Oregon plus three was definitely, like, the sexy bet, the bet that was just staring in your face. But – Sometimes when you're gambling, man, you have to get down in the nitty gritty. You have to get down with the soft sixes, take them home. They'll go home with you every time. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know I mean? Like, it was one of those lines. You just, just one of those lines. Them, you got to know. You got to know. You got to know how to spot them. Yeah, you they, they the set it up for us, and mm-hmm. we we went home with it. But back to like uh, talk, just talking about Notre Dame at six. Um, one of my main takeaways just from the rankings and even the past couple of weeks, mostly this week now that they're in the first two out, is I hate the fact that Notre Dame might actually have a chance of getting in the playoffs. Well, pl- flip side is we can definitely bet on Georgia no matter what the spread is. I mean, to, that's true, dude. I mean, I don't – I bet final. that would be like a 20-point spread, though. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I bet it would be. I mean, yeah, because last year when it was Bama um, – 
it was like a 19 point spread in yeah. the semifinal. Yeah. Uh, it's it's it'll probably be something close to that. Probably like a 23 point spread. I'd still pick Georgia. Uh <laughs> I would too, yeah. Yeah. So Notre Dame is so I saw a graphic too of like their recent BCS and like uh New York Six Bowl appearances and everything. And they've lost like nine of their last ten bowl games by at least 20 points. It's crazy. Oh damn, that's <clears throat> that's they're wild. so bad. But I really think too. And also, that's just kind of like the committee's love for Notre Dame, putting them at six. But I really think Oklahoma State is the better team. I think Oklahoma State is a tad underrated here. Mm-hmm. I, there's also, are honestly, arguments to put Oklahoma State at five above Michigan. But I don't know. And then kind of on the counter argument, I think Baylor is overrated right at eight. It doesn't really make mm-hmm. sense to me that there's you know a two-loss team that lost to an unranked TCU only two rankings above a team they just beat two weeks ago. That kind of seems a bit weird to me. I don't know, but I mean, I guess it makes the Big 12 look better. So that's not the end of the world, but I I just thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, but I I personally, I probably would put like Oklahoma State at five this week, and then Baylor probably at 10. I would put Oklahoma a little bit lower even. Yeah, um... Well, Oklahoma still only has one loss, so that's why they're they have to be top ten. Um, but I agree. I think Oklahoma State, though, definitely has an opportunity to leapfrog uh, Michigan and Notre Dame. Michigan because like they're playing Ohio State this weekend, and so like one or yeah. you know, Ohio State's going to win that game, um, and so they'll fall. And then if Oklahoma State puts on a good showing against Oklahoma, who's ranked 10 right now, um, that'd be worthy of a leapfrog over Notre Dame. And then even if they don't leapfrog Notre Dame at that point, if Oklahoma State beats you know, Baylor again in uh, in the Big 12 championship, then they, they have to, at that point, put them over Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, in the Big 12 championship, I think there's still a possibility right now of uh, for it no, to for be, OU, yeah, it, it might be a, re, a bedlam rematch. So, if Oklahoma, I think it's if Oklahoma wins this weekend, it'll be Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State because Oklahoma uh, State's only other loss is Iowa State, and then they would have yeah. the tiebreaker over Baylor because they beat Baylor, right? Right, right. But if oh, but if State wins, then they play Baylor, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, which so, obviously the committee really likes Baylor having them at eight, so. Which is kind of weird to see. Usually the committee kind of favors Oklahoma, but they've been going with, you know, favoring the head-to-head a lot. So, I mean, I guess at least they're being consistent in that sense. But mm-hmm. um, my question, though, is would a 11-1, and because Notre Dame plays a dog shit team this week, so they're going to win. But do you think an 11-1 and Notre Dame team should get in over a 12-1 and Oklahoma State Big 12 champion or even – an o- a 12 and one Oklahoma big 12 champion because Oklahoma could still, even though they're down there, number 10, if they win this weekend and win the rematch in the championship game, they're 12 and one champions. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, their best one of the season is against Wisconsin. Who's currently ranked 14th, which yeah, oh, that was overrated win. by the way, too. Wisconsin, I, I think they, they've kind of improved. I don't um, know. I don't trust their offense, but continue I mean, with what you're saying. They, they're, defense they're eight and three i mean but it's there's just no way that that could happen like if you just compare quality wins to quality wins yeah oklahoma state and oklahoma 
in this scenario, whoever would be 12 and one um, has a whole lot more. You know, yeah, so. no, I, I, I totally agree. I'm just, what worries me is uh, the committee's bias and, and love for sucking Notre Dame's dick. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just, I have pretty good faith that, that Notre Dame's going to get leapfrogged with a couple of quality wins by both these teams. They just want to see more from them. Um, and then they're just kind of doing this for, you know, I don't know, Phillips and content for ESPN, like throwing them a bone maybe. Um, because, or just radio shows in general and podcasts, maybe possibly. I, I, I think that they do that sometimes just so people have more to talk about, generate more buzz around the sport uh, yeah. with stuff like this. And I think having Notre Dame at six is definitely one of those. Cause I think if they were being, if they were being real with themselves, Notre Dame would probably be like seven or eight. Yeah, no, I mean, I think they should be around like eight right now, probably. Um, so about oh wait, well, about the Big Ten, though, it just made me think of this um, because we're talking about like the quality wins that could come up this weekend, like Oklahoma State getting Oklahoma, uh, Michigan playing Ohio State. Who, so whoever comes out on top, that's going to be a quality win. But if Michigan pulls off the, the insane and beats Ohio State, mm-hmm. which I called months ago, so hopefully that somehow comes true, which I really, really doubt it. But if Michigan does pull it off, what would the committee do with a two-loss Ohio State team? Do you think they're done? I think they have to be done. Probably. I think Michigan would take their spot. I mean, yeah, Michigan would take their spot. Because Michigan would also take their spot in the Big Ten championship game. Right, right, right. So they would definitely be done, and they would probably put them at like, I don't know. Yeah, so Michigan would probably slide in to three, bump Alabama back up to two, keep Cincy at four, and then – um, Ohio State would slide the Michigan spot at five or six, and then they'd go to like one of the best New Year's Six Bowls, which mean nothing to a program like Ohio State. That's another one of my questions is like about Cincinnati four. Do you agree right now at this moment um, that Cincinnati is a better team than Michigan? You know, I don't know. Um, but what I do know is that they're undefeated and – that means something and that we have seen for the past since the college football playoff has been, you know, created, which um, that the four seed and the one seed, I don't know. There's always a blowouts in the semifinal games. So might as well, instead of seeing Oklahoma or Notre Dame get the shit kicked out of them in round one, we get to see a new team, an underdog story um, with a, with a lesser known fan base and all that get their chance and maybe put up a game because a lot of people forget that last year uh, it took a Georgia comeback to beat Cincinnati in the Fiesta Bowl, I believe. Um, I forget which bowl game, but yeah, it was close. It was one of the New Year's six. It was one of the, it was one of the bigger bowl games and Cincinnati almost beat that Georgia team. So uh, I'd really want to see that would be, I think that would be a really decent rematch. Um, definitely Georgia's a lot better than they were last year. So Georgia yeah. probably kicked their ass. But like, like I said, we get, we see teams in the semifinals get their ass kicked every year anyway. So it might as yeah. well be somebody new. Yeah, exactly. And if they're undefeated, let's give it to them. Yeah, I mean, that was beautifully said. I, I really don't have anything else to add to it. You hit the nail on the head. Um, I, I, w- I think, too, if Cincinnati was given this shot and they did play 1C Georgia, I feel like Cincinnati would play – some Cinderella Disney type movie of a game and they would play their fucking hearts out to represent the, all the little guys everywhere. 
I, feel I would like definitely make a spot. I would definitely bet on Cincinnati. I would have to. Yeah, I would have spread. to. With yeah, definitely not probably be probably be a big spread. And I think that Cincinnati could probably I know I just said they'll, they'll probably get their ass kicked, but like in, in that situation, I really do think that since he could probably like make it a game and at least, you know, I think, yeah, I think they might be able to make it interesting, but I have a couple more questions about the rankings before we move on. And that la- one more is, do you think Michigan state at 12 is low enough or do you think they should have dropped more after getting fucking obliterated by the Buckeyes? Well, there's still only two losses. And they've had, you know, quality wins over Michigan, who's fifth overall. So 12 is 12 is fine. I don't know. I, I probably would have put them a little bit lower, like maybe 14, 15. Nothing like I mean, crazy, but. Because look at the teams behind them. You got BYU, Wisconsin, A&M, Iowa, all have three losses. They only have two. Um, well, that, BYU that, doesn't have three. Oh, well, sorry. BYU has two, right? I'm pretty sure they have two, yeah. Yeah, they lost to Baylor and Boise State. So. But it's also BYU have played, you know, lesser competition. So I think I think I think twelve is a is a proper fall. Well, damn, the coughing's coming back for me. Ooh. All right, and then my last question is: out of all these teams on the top twenty-five, who do you think is the most overrated? Most overrated? Overrated. Yep. I guess and both. Why not? Let's do both. Overrated and underrated. I feel like Wake Forest is pretty overrated. Really? Still at 18? I get. I mean, they did get fucking clapped by Clemson. And then underrated, I'd have to probably go Utah right behind them at 19. I like that pick. I do like that pick, Utah. Because mm-hmm. I, I have – I think Utah can win the Pac-12. Because, I mean, they're going to play Oregon again. I think mm-hmm. they could beat them again. Yeah. I think so, too. And um, then, obviously, who you're probably going to say – so I'll let you go. Oh, well, I was going to say underrated. I mean, I was going to say Oklahoma State probably. Yeah, for my, I agree. Underrated. I agree with that, too. If I had to say somebody else, though, ah, that's tough. I think I honestly might go with Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh could have an argument to be up at like 14. Really? Yeah. I'd say Houston. I think Houston deserves to be in the teens, maybe. I, I mm, yeah, like 19 maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough though. But maybe you're right. They've been killing I it. I mean 20, 24 just seems a little low to me. And then are overrated for me. I think I'm gonna have to go with Wisconsin at 14. I just I really don't like Wisconsin still for some reason. Um and then I think they've improved a lot. They have. They they definitely have. I mean, their offense has shown some competence, you know, like they have like that 35-7 win. Like they have that they have that new running back that's taken over who's 17. Oh, I don't even know about him, really? Uh, 17? Yeah, he's 17 years old. Um, I forgot. Why, why am I blanking on his name? But he absolutely killed Nebraska. Like, it literally, every time they gave him the ball, he was just – he's a stud. And ever since they've been get, feeding him the ball, they've won a lot more games. Hmm. It's definitely would, not because of Graham Mertz. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Graham Mertz. What a meme, though. What a meme. And then if I had to pick another overrated team, I'd probably maybe say Arkansas because okay. they have four losses. And it's mostly not – this isn't really to knock Arkansas as much. It's more to knock the committee because I think Louisiana deserves to be ranked. Um, yes. They're 10-1. and one. They've won 10 straight games. They just beat Liberty by like 30 points, which, I mean, you know, the committee used to love Liberty. So 
Well, I mean, kind of. They they used to they used to respect Liberty for a group of five team. They had them ranked. Yeah, they had them ranked exactly. That was about it. Right. All right, and then we got some huge games this weekend. I just wanted to see, uh, get our predictions for a few of them. First up, Ohio State, Michigan. I want a score prediction and who wins. What's the spread right now? Good question. I'm going to look that up. I don't even want to look at my betting app, bro. I probably somehow lost another bet while I wasn't even – Betting. I don't know, bro. I'm just so down bad right now. <laughs> Fuck everything. Okay, college football. Oh, which one? Ohio State and Michigan. Is wow. Ohio State minus eight. That's it. And the over under 64 and a half. Well, I'm not touching that. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm that scared. Fucking, that fucking total. Absolutely not. Um I think I might take the under in that, actually. Michigan has yeah. a pretty decent defense. They run it a lot, too. But then Ohio State could just have one of those days. <laughs> yeah, they could just explode for like 21 in the first quarter. That's just something I don't want to dabble with. <laughs> yeah, honestly, uh, I'm probably got to stay away, too. Michigan might be able to cover that spread. Eight, that's not too bad. But and I'm going to go with... game. Remember, this this with... Ohio State team only beat Nebraska by nine points like three weeks ago. Yeah, but Nebraska is a different dog. You're right, though. You're right. <laughs> they, they love cover. covering They the just spread. cover. Yeah, they, they do. They cover. love it. They love it. They live for it. Um, I'm going to say 34-10 Ohio State. 34-10. Wow. Okay. I'm probably going to go with – I actually really do like that uh, 34 score. I'm going to go with – 34-27, Ohio State. Oh, really? Actually, no, 34-28. 34-28, fuck it. Six. Okay. Yeah, I think Michigan right. can cover maybe. I did. I know I said Michigan was going to win, but realistically, I think Ohio State wins it. All right, and then another big game too, even though it it may it's not a ranked matchup, but this you never fucking know. Alabama at Auburn. The, the Iron Bowl last week of the season. If anybody could spoil a season, it's Auburn. Sure. They even though they kind of fucking suck, it's it's the Iron Bowl. You know, anything can happen. We've seen the kick six, everything. Yeah. What do you think? Do you got anything crazy happening, or do you think no, Alabama's going to take care of business? If I did, if I had to pick a score, forty-five to seventeen, Bama. Forty-five to seventeen. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to check the spread. Alabama is. Let's see. 19 and a half point favorites. Jeez. Okay. I, I mean, I agree. I don't think it's going to be anything chaotic. Um, let's, I would probably go with shit. 52. I'll go 52 to 31. I think Auburn can at least put up some points. I don't maybe. think Bo Nix could put up 31 on Bama. I don't think Bo Nix is going to play. I think he got benched. Good. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of, he's not that good. I agree. He's yeah. Terrible. He's, he's He's like a great. He's like the Graham Mertz of the SEC, bro. All right, and then last one, Bedlam, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Who do you got? I'm gonna say 24-21 Oklahoma State. That is literally my, what I was exactly going to say. 24-21. Wow. Yeah, I agree. No, I 100% agree. I think it's gonna be relatively low scoring for Oklahoma. 
Um, but Oklahoma State, I think, is is the better team, so they're going to win it in a close one. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's a rivalry game, so no matter what, it's got to be close. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like it. All right. Those are really the biggest games of the weekend. Barring any crazy upset, such as like Notre Dame losing to, I think they play Eastern Carolina this week, but whatever. All right. Anyway, on to the the title portion of the episode. We got a new football league. This kind of came out of nowhere yesterday. I'm, Elijah, did you see anything of it? No, this is actually the first time hearing about it. Oh, wait. First, let's go ahead and get rid of the uh, the screen there for college football. But, yeah, so there is a new football league. It is – they, or I guess it's not technically a new league. It's a revived league. It is the new USFL, the United States Football League. Pretty self-explanatory. It is a revival of a football league founded in 1983, and it's set to start play in the spring of 2022. So in April is going to be, it's going to like April to late June is the the season. So yeah, how how do you feel about this? Fun fact about the, fun fact about the OG USFL, uh, Donald Trump was a very big investor in the, in the 1980s USFL. Wait, Um, really? Yeah, and that's kind of one of the reasons why he's had this long-standing bribery with the NFL. And if you remember when he was president, he like had those he had those comments towards NFL players kneeling, and oh, yeah. some people think that was because of his long-standing rivalry with Goodell. Because he also shit talked Goodell in that same speech. People kind of forget about that, um, <laughs> but that's one of the reasons. Kind of funny. Also, um, quarterback Jim Kelly. Um, was drafted by USFL team and he actually played for the Houston USFL team for a couple of years before he eventually went to Buffalo because he didn't want to play in Buffalo because it was cold. So fun fact there. And another fun fact about the USFL is um, do you remember the undefeated dolphins and their three running back trio Sanka um well i know the undefeated dolphins yeah but their their running back trio was like famous for that's what made that offense it was a fullback the um a quicker it was a black guy running back and then a white old white running back and they like a big usfl splash was that they signed all three guys to play for one team again um which was kind of cool but if you're pulling out all the facts you just said you just heard about this I know, dude. I'm like Rain Man sometimes. I just start, <laughs> match, you know, every every football documentary that I've ever remembered. <laughs> just fucking stare into a wall and just recall everything. Yeah, like. so, but yeah, um, it's back. And I don't know, it's weird that this is like a yearly thing now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. It's like a once a year thing. We have a new football league now. Um, I, I'm still sad about the XFL. I think it really could have been something if it got the chance. It had. The- I did too. It had like the opportunity to as well because they're like when it was going on because we did we did a project about it like first week kick ass second week was really good too and then the numbers started declining for the XFL and then as we all know COVID changed the world and killed it and ruined yeah. it just like it did everything else. Um, yeah, I really think the XFL actually could have been something if it wasn't for COVID. Yeah, because like the investors had it had money in there for it to go on for three years. So they were prepared to take losses because they knew, like, okay, we're gonna take some hits, but if we establish this, yeah, it could be something. In the, yeah, yeah, it could, yeah, be something later on down the line, and then, you know, COVID, it just didn't. So. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, um, there was you know the AAF too recently. Not even 
just the XFL. There was like, what the fuck happened to the AAF? Do you remember that it one? Crumbled. It didn't make any money. So like they started it and then they went bankrupt and then a millionaire or somebody bought it and then and then the and then they lost all their money on it and they're like this sucks or canceling it this is terrible <laughs> so like they didn't even finish the season on that and they went bankrupt twice in ten weeks oh, yikes dude yikes but the teams for the I mean I know in the past the uh, USFL used to have. It had 12 teams, then 18 teams, and then for the third and final year, it had 14 teams. But this year, they're going to start rolling out with eight teams, and uh, they're hoping eventually to expand, assuming everything goes well. But the eight teams, are you ready for this? We got the Michigan Panthers, the Birmingham Stallions, the New Jersey Generals, the Houston Gamblers, that's us, baby, the Philadelphia Stars, the New Orleans Breakers, the Pittsburgh Maulers, and the Tampa Bay Bandits. Really, Dallas is on the team? No, nah, Dallas does not have a team. That's but, fucked. Yeah, yeah. I, I know Houston was one of the OG teams, I know, so I guess they brought that back. Yeah, but, Houston, but they had a different name, though, I think. No, I think it was still, because I, I saw gamblers? like a picture of the logo. Yeah. Oh, really? The, yeah, because yeah, that was the team that Jim Kelly played for. It doesn't make sense to me why why they're the gamblers, like because it's not even legal in Texas. I know. I was thinking that same thing. Maybe because the Texas Hold'em. I guess, but they should save that name for a Vegas team. Somewhat of a correlation, I guess. But I don't know. I mean, I guess that's who I'm going to root for because they're one in Texas and also they're the gamblers. So why not? But it's weird to root for a Houston team. Yeah. Um, So it's going to be a spring league starting after Super Bowl, just like all the other ones. Yeah, it's going to start in April and then go into late June. They're going to have okay. some sort of playoffs. It's split into two leagues, the North and the South. Um, they're hoping to expand after this year. But what is your over-under on how long this league lasts? <laughs> um, one and a half. One and, and a half. That's, I think that's a good number. And I'm going under. I am too. I think I give it. Honestly, probably less than a full season. I think it, it literally might get to like halfway through and they just collapse. If they get through a full season and through playoffs and everything, I will commend them. That would be sick. I don't know. Because there is buzz like off the USFL, the OG one, that it could have taken over the NFL. Yeah, and competed. I Yeah, I remember. I saw something about that. So... I just don't think it's Which, possible. Oh, that will never happen now. Yeah, it's too late. Um, but I don't know. I mean, maybe they could do a second season, but I don't know. Because there, there is a need for like spring football. There's definitely been like, there's a reason why all these people keep investing millions of dollars into spring football league. It's because there's you know numbers people that want, show yeah. yeah people want more football after the Super Bowl. You know. Yeah, so, I think. Like every other sport in the world basically has some sort of minor league system almost. You know, like the mm-hmm. NBA has the G League, the MLB has God knows how many minor league, you know. Mm-hmm. The NHL has minor league systems as well. Um I mean, you gotta get it gotta get it going somewhat. I don't know if it even needs to directly be correlated to the NFL, just have something. Yeah. And like well, you could even pull those guys from to the league, I'm sure. It's pretty much college, which is the minor. League I mean, sport. I guess, yeah, but it's. Just... But also, too, 
I mean, a lot of guys came from the XFL. Like, I mean, Taylor Heineke was an XFL player. PJ um, Walker. PJ Walker, backup yeah. for the Panthers. Uh, Jordan Tamu, who last I heard he was the practice squad player for the Chiefs. Practice squad QB. I don't know what he's up to now. That was like a year ago. So I'm I'm curious to see what kind of players we're gonna see though in the USFL because back whenever it was originally playing, they had some big name people. They had like Reggie White, Herschel Walker. They, mm-hmm. they had a few pretty big name guys. I don't know. Probably Cardale Jones. <laughs> Cardale Jones will show up, bro. Johnny Football will be there. Yep, Johnny Manziel, Josh Gordon probably. Because he can't get reinstated. Well, no, Josh Gordon's playing for the Chiefs right now, dude. Is he is he playing right now? Yeah, for the Chiefs. I thought he got suspended again right after he got reinstated. No. Oh, wow. No, he, was, uh, him, he was at dude. the game on Sunday. I was watching the Cowboys game. He sure up. I was like, hey, Josh Gordon, what's up? Oh, yeah, that that, that lovely Cowboys game. Don't talk about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is what it is. Ron to Las Vegas. Um. Try to think who else would probably be a likely suspect. Um, we'll probably see Cavante Turpin, bro, the TCU guy. Turp, Turp's done. Hey, he's he played in the fan control football league last year. That's uh, another league too that's supposed to be that. continuing the fan controlled football league. It's it's like way smaller. It's literally like five v five or some shit like that. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's basically like arena football. Yeah, it's it's definitely more similar to that. But it's kind of cool because, like, the fans get to pick the plays and everything. Yeah, that's weird. I never got into it, though. Like, I mean, I neither. I tried. The... Yeah. yeah, I tried, like, watching, like, five minutes of a game, and I was like, this sucks, and I turned it off. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely different. But I feel like it would be fun if you're really drunk and, like, you got to call a play, and you're like, yes, come on! You want your play to work? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, be I don't cool. know. All right, anyway, moving on. That's really all we got about – the USFL. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for some sort of spring football. I'll probably watch it. Not religiously, like I won't follow every game, but I'll I'll watch it if, if I'm watching TV and it's on. I'll play some lines. I'll play some bets. Honestly, that might make it even more entertaining. Yeah, you got to play some lines. But anyway, moving on to some real football and other sports. We got a whole bunch of sports going on in this segment. So winners and losers from this weekend. This is mostly football probably, but it's across all sports as well. Um, both Elijah and I have some winners and losers picked out. How do you, how do you want to go off? Do you want to start yeah, with let's maybe? Let's alternate. Let's alternate. All right, so I'll alternate. start off. So let's do winners and then losers, but then you go, I go, you go, I go. I bet. So I'm starting out with a winner first, and my winner is New York Giants fans everywhere. Even though they got clobbered by the Buccaneers, which was somewhat expected for them, they they still won. They got rid of Jason Garrett. It's still a W for them. Um, Giants fans, I don't I don't know a single Giant fan that was happy with Jason Garrett as their OC. Um, even Des Bryant chimed in and tweeted that now Kadarius Tony is gonna be free and realize he loves football again without Jason Garrett. Um, so seems like they, they kind of had the balls to make the decision and good for giants fans. Yeah. Um, I thought there's a chance that Jason Garrett could reclaim his career and maybe get another head coaching gig, but not anymore. I don't yeah. think he's done with football though. I don't think he'll probably get another job. Yeah. 
Probably not as an OC, but as an offensive assistant somewhere. Maybe even like um, a special teams coach. No, probably just like a like a position coach of some like sort. Yeah, RBs or some shit. I don't know. But yeah, he, I he, could see that. I he's mean, not he, gonna. You know, he knows his shit. So like, yeah. I mean, he's not, but he's not gonna get a premier job. Yeah. For, I, I wouldn't hire him years. for at least a head coaching job. But no, sure. I, I think I, I could definitely see in like three or four years somebody just being like, oh, yeah, we hired Jason Garrett as our OC. Potentially down the line, yeah, but not this yeah. year. Not No, not next year. It's going to be in like three or four years. Mark my words. Um, so my winner first up is going to be Steelers fans. So, yeah, y'all lost Sunday night. But Big Ben looked awesome. And that's coming from somebody who did not want to see Big Ben return this year because he's a he's a he's a bag of bones. Um, so he's, he's so a, old. He's a trash bag full of pulp. Yeah, that's basically what he is. But he looked good. He was putting the ball in the right places. Obviously, the zip wasn't there, but he's shown that you know he can be um, on some nights uh, a smart veteran QB. He knows where to place the ball. He knows where to put the ball. Um, his mind is still there, just his body isn't. And sometimes uh, that can get you somewhere. And it did. It got them what thirty within the game, seven points. Yeah. On yeah, so good, good, a, good for y'all. A huge fourth quarter comeback. Yeah, it's a win. All right. Do you want to stay on winners or go to losers and like switch like that? Stay on winners. All right. My next winner is. This is including me for one of my leagues. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, fantasy football owners everywhere. Oh, my God. What a week. If you have him on your team and you didn't win your game this week, you Bruh. probably I – don't, I don't know how. That's probably not even possible. But he Hasn't is said. a league winner right now, looking like yeah. he might be a champion. Uh, you, know, whatever. you know what I mean? League winner. He's one of those guys that's going to get you into the playoffs, going to get you at least one playoff win probably based on his recent workload because holy shit, 53 points in a PPR league, which was six points away from the best fantasy performance of all time set by Jamar, Ch- eh, Jamal Charles. Excuse me. Yeah, that was nuts. I uh, So in my league, I have the most points scored, but I'm very afraid to play the guy who has Jonathan Taylor right now in the playoffs because <laughs> his team is way better ever since he's taken off. Um, so, yeah, that was crazy. Five touchdowns. Oh, my God. It was beautiful, bro. It was it was beautiful. Yeah, that for that team that I have Jonathan Taylor on, I have Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, and James Robinson right now who are all, like, top 15. So that's beautiful. And – but – the only thing, though, is I had Calvin Ridley and Amari Cooper. Both of them are out. So Hunter Renfro is my wide receiver one right now. That's tough. That's that is tough. tough. Unless there's you also count been, Travis Kelsey. There's also been buzz for Jonathan Taylor MVP. Dude, I I, I mean, at this point, he should definitely be in the conversation, bro. I mean, all the, all the main MVP QB candidates have missed time. Yeah, and he and, could potentially even offensive player of the year as well. Yeah, like, alongside so, Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah, those two are right there, neck and neck. I would say at, at now after that performance. Yeah, he just spiked. He just spiked up a lot, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got? Um, Nebraska spread betters. They just oh. keep covering. So that's really all I have on that. Is that they're winners? So I think both of us took Nebraska this week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. that was nice. 
Yeah. All right. My next winner, switching things up outside of football, going to Formula One. If you've been listening lately, you, you know that I've kind of dove headfirst into Formula One these past couple months, and I'm absolutely loving it. And my another one of my winners from this past weekend is Fernando Alonso. He got a podium for Alpine Racing right behind Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, which was his first podium in Formula One since 2014. Um, and if you don't know about Fernando Alonso, he is, I don't know how exactly how old he is, but he's in his 40s and he is still racing, which is crazy. So I saw like a graphic of the last time Fernando Alonso uh, made a podium, like Apple Watch was being introduced and like Lewis Hamilton had just won his first championship and now he has like seven. So it's like, it, it was a while ago. Um wow. So good for him. It was it was cool to see. He's definitely one of the fan favorite drivers, um, and he he's one of my winners this week. Okay, next up I got ESPN because they have been a content factory for LeBron after he elbowed Isaiah Stewart in the face in that whole um, fake fight deal. <laughs> yeah. So they they've definitely won in that situation by getting a lot of content. Stephen A has had many of takes. Um, about about this situation which did you see the that whole thing go down yeah so i saw i didn't see it like all in one but i i seen like saw the video how it initiated like uh, down on the block with like the lebron elbowing him um and then i did see the video too of isaiah stewart just fucking <laughs> running after him bro and like being what the fuck back. was that dude i don't know man he looked like that was some like high like middle school playground type shit dude dude i saw that is him like barreling through coach because that's a big man like he probably weighs like oh yeah 70 yeah six nine six ten um just barreling through people running full sprint like that's scary and i was just like what are you doing and um, also what the fuck are you gonna do to lebron you right, know what i mean like what, the, what what are you really what gonna are you really do? yeah what are you really gonna do um, I hope he gets cut and never like that was just like, <laughs> straight up like no like I I like because that was like Mouse at the Palace vibes. Have you seen that documentary? Yes, yeah, it? very good. Yeah, yeah, that whole situation. But I definitely got vibes of that. Like I don't know. And then like he took off running, and there was a chance that he could have gone to the other side in the tunnels. Um, yeah, that that guy. What that a dumbass. That guy, what a dude. Dumbass. But uh. Yeah, that was a bit extreme. I mean, it's it, really, I mean, like, I, I, I get you're angry. I get it's in the heat of the moment. But, but like, LeBron, LeBron is many up. things. Yeah. Like, what, what were you saying? LeBron's many things, but he's not a dirty player. Yeah. You know, and LeBron, like, was pretty apologetic after it. Like, he, he like, was like, I really didn't mean to. And, like, his teammates even, you know, attested. They were like, look, LeBron wouldn't do anything, like, intentionally like that. He's not trying to. And but the thing is too, just like with that run up and everything, what whenever you get there, like your end goal, assuming your end goal is to get to LeBron face to face, what the fuck are you gonna do? Like, are you gonna punch him? He's no. gonna shove him really hard. I mean, oh, I guess, but like, still though, like, are you gonna do that? Because I'm sure Isaiah Stewart looked up to LeBron growing up, you know, like that was probably one of his idols, and now he's wow. just having a rage monster fit. He probably is going to be out of the job after this season. I wouldn't think that guy. <laughs> Maybe. What did you think about uh, the ESPN – or not the ESPN, the NBA, the league punishments? Isaiah Stewart got a two-game suspension. LeBron got a one-game suspension. 
I don't know if LeBron deserved to be suspended, but you know they did. Yeah, I, I agree. But I mean, I I guess there's an argument there for it, but definitely, yeah. I, I'm glad that Isaiah Stewart got more than LeBron did because, like, literally the way he acted, I'm like, I, I can't believe it right now. Because yeah, first he was like all chill, right? He was like, oh, what, what the hell? And then he started bleeding, and then as soon as he got away from LeBron, he started acting like a bull in a china shop, literally. <laughs> And it's just like, dude, like, what What are you doing? Like, what are you trying to prove, trying to act all hard? Like, you're acting like a, an idiot. Yeah, no, exactly. I agree. And some of the LeBron haters were like, oh, of course the league gave LeBron less of a punishment. It's like, well, I mean, he didn't really deserve it. you see much. the video? Like, yeah, like, have you seen the videos? Like, he didn't He was really very calm much. after he hit that guy in the face. Yeah. <laughs> the other guy wasn't so calm, you yeah. know? God damn it, Isaiah. All right, anyway, moving on. My last winner I got is going to be the Tampa Bay Rays. Even though it's the offseason right now, they just signed a couple of days ago Wander Franco, who, if you don't know, was the number one prospect last year that they pulled up into the big leagues. Wander Franco, he looks legit. I mean, he has he has all the tools you need for the big leagues. Um, they just signed him to a 12-year, $185 million deal, up to $223 million deal in incentives. And the main reason I have them as winners is because – Wander Franco is the kind of player in this market that could have signed for $400 million. So to get him for 12 years at that price is honestly a fucking steal. Like look at what the Padres just did with Fernando Tatis last off season. So I think that's a pretty, pretty good deal. He's, he's definitely the player of the future. Good for the Rays. They look like they might be good for, for the next few years. Here's why I think the Rays prove again why their general manager is the best in the business um, and their front office in general is because like he's only had one year in the majors, right? Mm-hmm. Guys don't deserve that contract after one year in the majors, but they're following a roadmap that was set up by the Atlanta Braves when they signed big contracts to Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozzie Albies after their first couple years in the leagues, both they gave them multi-year, like I think they gave Acuna 150, and which was you know, um, and then Albie's six years 100, and it was before they the players that they were today, but it was when after their first couple of years they showed promise, mm-hmm. and you know they're like I'm pretty sure they could live up to this contract, and now the the Braves have those guys on a on a bargain. And another thing, too, is that the Rays have been a historically cheap franchise. So let's say Wander Franco, like Wander Franco, odds are that he's going to live up to this contract and he's going to be a bargain on this contract. Yeah. Um, In five or six years, if the Rays are down again and they're not good, they could trade this, they could trade Wander Franco and get a boatload of prospects in return because he's on such a team friendly contract. Yeah, if he lives up to his potential, so like they're thinking, they this is literally like forty chess right now. Like yeah, it's like a win-win no matter what for them. Win-win yeah. no matter unless he just completely sucks or has like, some sort of fluke injury, not yeah, to speak that into existence, but never like, return again. But like, which is what you have to think about when you sign a guy at a twelve-year contract. But like, this is just a really smart deal overall. I think I think it was a it was the right move. Um, even though it is pretty risky to sign a guy only after being called up for, I don't know, how many games did he play? A hundred? 
I don't even think he played 100. It was like, yeah. I think he got called up after the All Star break. So less than 100 MLB games and signing a guy to a 12 year, yeah, $200 million dollar deal. He looked, he that's looked risky. pretty damn good in the game. Yeah, but, that's yeah. risky, but it is like, it's also smart. Yeah, and no, definitely. I, I see what they're doing there, um, especially the potential to trade him on a would be team friendly deal. Like, it's just genius, in my opinion. Yeah, I, that's, you know, that's why they're the winners this week. All right, what's your, what you got? Um, anyone whose NFL team is around 500. So the play I've kind of, a lot of us have been kind of riding off teams, you know, that just don't have it or, you know, around like six and five or you know, just around 500, but we forgot that there's an extra playoff spot and a lot of these teams are still in it. So the Vikings are still in it. The saints are still in the playoff race. Um, believe it or not, the Panthers are still in the playoff race. The Eagles could make a playoff push out of nowhere. Um, so anyone who's a fan of any one of those teams that are around 500 that thought they were going to be out and then all of a sudden won two games in a row and are back in it um, are big winners this week. Wait, I can't believe that the Eagles are actually in playoff contention. They're not in it, but they're in the hunt. I know, yeah, they're in the hunt right now, but that's that's wild, yeah. I didn't even realize they were five and six. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. It is definitely a bit easier to make the playoffs. Um, I mean, it looks like right now easier. I don't, I don't know whether it would be easier in the AFC or the NFC because, like, the AFC just has so many damn teams around the same record. Mm-hmm. But the NFC also has, like, they have a few Pretty the Niners. solid wild card game. Yeah, like the Niners. The Niners and the Rams. we've written off have have a chance now. Yeah. Um even the Vikings, shit, bro. Five and five. Vikings. Vikings definitely have a chance. Could get in there, could sneak in there. I think they're in right now, actually. The Saints could sneak in as well. Oh, yeah, you're right. The Vikings are in right now. Mm-hmm. The Saints could sneak in. I doubt it though. Just uh, you know, after James. After they got pretty clapped by the, the Eagles this past weekend. Yeah. All right. Let's uh moving on to losers, though. My first loser of this past weekend is the University of Texas and all of their fans. Uh after the Kansas loss, they now lost to West Virginia on the road in Morgantown, which equates seven straight losses which is just absolutely beautiful from our perspective. I love seeing it. The program is in shambles right now. We ha- You got alumni calling for Steve Sarkeesian's head. They already want to buy out his contract for $20 million. There are people ready to jump ship already. Uh, so you love to see it from an outsider's perspective. Yeah. They're definitely one of my losers. They're not going to make a bowl game either. Uh, their downfall has been nuts this year. Yeah. Give Sark a chance, though. Let him, I, uh, I agree, though. I think Sark needs I, a couple years. I, I think that they have a big culture problem. They do. They definitely do. With that video. Like, I, I think that he needs a couple years to get his guys in and uh, get some shit sorted out. So just have some patience, I guess. No, I, I agree. I think they need to give him a chance. It's just he came into such a shit situation. And I think that's a big part of it. You're right. It's the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to get the right players <laughs> in there. Um, my big loser is Mel Tucker in Michigan State. So they just signed into what a ten or twelve year deal. Yeah, big deal. Be a huge, very long deal. And as soon as as soon as they announced it, um, they got their their shit canned. Yeah, handed to um, them 
by Ohio State. It would have been a lot better, like, even if they lost, if it was, like, I don't know, just, like, a close game or, like, whatever, like, you know, Ohio State comeback or if they even held the lead at one point, but they lost by, like, 50-something points or whatever. And uh, I don't know, just a tough way to kick off. Yeah, the new, um, the new uh, Mel Tucker era, I guess. So. <laughs> Especially because you know, if you had won that game, you had playoff hopes. So, yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, I can't really say I'm shocked, but I am shocked that it happened that brutally. I did think Ohio State would win big, but Jesus, that was bad. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my next loser is going to soccer this time. The the real football, uh, Manchester United. Not the fans, not the coach, not the players, just the entire club of Manchester United. Uh, this afternoon, actually, they did get a win in the Champions League. But ignoring that, they've been doing absolutely abysmal in the Premier League lately. Cristiano Ronaldo, I feel like Manchester United is the only team in the world that could find a way to get worse with Cristiano Ronaldo on the field, <laughs> even though he is scoring every goddamn game for them. Like literally every game he is getting a goal for them. And they're at the point they just lost to Watford, 18th place Watford, four to one. Uh, and they're probably, I, I don't actually, I don't know if it's already happened. I don't think it has happened, but it's like 100% happening in the next few days. Old Gunnar Solskjaer is going to be sacked as their manager. Oh, he, already is. he already is. Okay, yeah, yeah, so done. Yeah, they're searching. Yeah, oh, you're right. It is. It's uh Michael, shoot, what's his name? Michael Kerouac, I think. Uh-huh. Something. Hold on, this is going to bother me now. I got to know. My buddy sent it earlier. Michael Carrick. Yes, Michael Carrick is at the wheel for Manchester United right now. He's interim, but they're looking for another manager. So, yes, uh, old, old Gunnar is out of there. Uh, I, the, the clubs in shambles in terms of league play, but I guess that that Champions League win might do something for them. But th- they're one of my losers. Um, I got Texas Rangers fans as my oh, loser. God. Um, so we have a lot of buzz right now that we're going to sign one of the big shortstops that are out in free agency, like uh, Carlos Correa, um, Marcus Simeon, Trevor that would Story, be nice. I would be Corey really nice. Seager. Um, we're, we're, there's big buzz that we're going to get one of those guys and, uh, it's just going to end disappointment for us. Like it always does. <laughs> we're going to lowball that free agent, free agent say, fuck you. I'm going to go get 50 million more dollars more elsewhere. <clears throat> and then we're going to go back to being shit and have no big free agents in our stadium. Like, which was the whole point of building the stadium that we have. So you get more big time free agents. So, uh, yeah, just yeah, like uh, at least Joey Gallo was an attraction on the shit team, but like now. There is no attraction. And, I mean, Joey Gallo was, like, at, the, like, kind of, like, the end of his career-ish. but Well, the end of his hype because then he yeah. ran out into the player that we know him to be. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, just sad times. So I don't know. Have some hope. You never know. You Maybe never we'll know. get one. Maybe we'll actually fork up the dough. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, all right. My, my next loser is Michael Porter Jr.'s nerves. So, if you didn't hear – Michael Porter Jr. might be out for the rest of the season with some sort of nerve damage and, and stuff like that. Um, and it's really upsetting because, you know, MPJ was one of those guys that a lot of people, including us, had poised as a potential breakout player this year. He had been doing really well for the Nuggets this year. He's also going to be – it just without a good Nuggets team, that makes it a little bit less entertaining for the playoff picture. 
in the West, but uh, it is what it is. So his nerves are one of my losers. Yeah, nerve damage is like hard to come back from. Yeah, it's it's shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember that with the whole uh, uh, Jalen Smith saga with the Cowboys after because he got a bunch yeah. of nerve damage, and it's just like it's like, well, they could either come back or they won't, and it's like when, and it's like, well, it could be next month, okay, or it could be never. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you literally don't know, which is incredibly infuriating. So my big loser is the Lions. Um, they're definitely going to end up with the number one overall pick, and it's definitely like the worst draft to have the number one overall pick because there's no quarterback worth that slot. They got Kayvon Thibodeau, though. Cool. <laughs> I mean, he's really good, though. Yeah, he is really good. So, I don't know. If I was Lions, too, I'd probably want to build more, too, and then get a quarterback, kind of like uh, how the Dolphins waited for Tua. I see, yeah, you could even – I think this is one of those drafts where you could potentially find a gym like Dak and like or something because the top guys really aren't top guys. You might be able yeah. to find something. I mean, that's any draft though. I mean, you're right. You're right. But I don't know. I feel like this one might be one of those diamond in the rough type years. It could be, yeah. I mean, just because like we're all talking about how shit it is. Yeah, but then, but then it also could be one of those drafts where Mike Lennon turns out to be, you know, the the, the leader in passing yards for that draft year. Oh my god, that was so bullshit or, from that. Or EJ Manuel is the first quarterback taken off, like you know. But I, I think Kenny Pickett will probably be a decent quarterback. He's just not worth first overall pick. Yeah, and then even Matt, like Sam Hartman too at Wake Forest. He's Matt kind of Corral. I think Corral might be something. Okay. I don't know if he's going to be – do you think he'll be drafted this year? Is yeah, he in the he mock draft? for the draft, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So I think he, I think there's buzz that he could be a first-round pick. Like, I mean, I think he, he definitely – you could make a case for it for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, though, and my last loser of the week is going to be anybody who says the term time to tighten the fuck up, and yes – I am talking to you, Zach, from Betting on the Rocks podcast. And yes, you, Noah, from the Blanket Coverage podcast. Two Titan fans here at the GTD Sports Network. And I hate it. I don't know why. I just, I feel like if I was a Titan fan, I would love it. I would be like, oh, it's time to tighten it back up. But I fucking, I don't know why. It just annoys me because I mean, they, they get so hyped and then they lose to the fucking Texans. Don't you say, like, who day? barely i mean it's like but you love I, it though i do you're right i do kind of like how i love saying america's team <laughs> yeah you're right Every, that's what i'm saying i feel like if i was a Titans fan, i would love it but i don't know why it's like it's almost up there with the terrible towel for probably not as bad as a terrible towel but terrible, terrible towel, towel is so annoying it's gross but it's pretty gross again it would be cool if i was a steelers fan i'd be like oh yeah we got fucking towels yeah yeah but i'm not so i hate it so Right. Sorry. I just had to get that get that get out that of out of your system. Yeah, I had to get it out you of You feel system. better now? I do. I do. I feel much better. <laughs> Sorry, Zach and Noah, but it is what it is. Okay. All right. Love it or love it. Oh, all right. Yeah. That was it for Let's the losers. Yeah. All righty. Um, you want first batch or you want me to take it? I'll take it. All righty. First up, we got Tennessee Titans release Adrian Peterson. I loathe it. I, that was that was quick. I know, right? It was kind of bummer. Short lived. Oh, 
Alrighty, then we got the last. Oh, this one's one of my favorite. The last time the Texas Longhorns won a game, the Texas Rangers also won a game on the same day. Yet the Rangers season ended on October third. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna love it. I don't have much to add to it because that's it. But that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's nuts, dude. I can't believe that. All right, because they, they both won a game on October second. So, damn. Alrighty. Yeah, and technically, because of the timing, so the Texas game was at 11 a.m. and the Rangers game was at 6 p.m., but if it was swapped, you could say the Rangers have won a game more recently than the Longhorns. <laughs> but, I mean, basically, same thing. True. All right, next up, Colt McCoy is currently the only quarterback to start and win a game in Seattle in each of the last two seasons. I love that. <laughs> Colt McCoy, man, I feel like he's been doing this for 10 years since he's been in the league. He'll just show up out of nowhere and win you a game. Yep. Like I remember when he was still when he was still a younger guy, he did it with the Redskins against the Cowboys in a primetime game. I think it was either Sunday night football or Monday night football. Um, but he he threw like 300 yards and beat us because I remember being so infuriated, being like, How the (laughs) fuck is Colt McCoy beating us? But he, he keeps on doing it for his whole career. Like he'll come in and it'll just win a game. Yeah. All right, and then last one. According to sources, Matt Nagy will coach his last football game with the Bears on Thanksgiving. Ooh, I didn't love even it. hear about this. The world is free. Lions money line plus 155. Book it now. Oh, I love um, that. I, I'm taking that. I'm taking it too. Even though if it doesn't win, I don't care. I just want something to actively root for and be a part of. And it's definitely not going to be Bears football on Thanksgiving while I wait for dinner um, at 2 p.m as is the custom for Thanksgiving. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be a fun Thanksgiving pick to root for. Yeah. So, not, I don't even give a fuck about the points. I want money. All right. But, yeah, so I hope that Matt Nagy, world is free, NFL free. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, Ryan, but KD puts Cam Thomas in his place after Thomas said he could beat him one-on-one. I have not seen this, actually. Okay, so basically, like, I guess Thomas scored like went like four for seven, had a couple of decent amount of points, and then in this post game presser after he played KD, he was like, "Yeah, I could beat KD one on one." And KD said that, "Yeah, I would beat him twenty one to or thirteen to five, and the five points he would get is when I had my back turn and I let him get those points." <laughs> All right, I'm gonna love that in that case. Um, KD's kind of just a media troll, bro. Anytime he's always funny anywhere in the media. Um, Cam Thomas barely even know who that is, so obviously you shouldn't be talking like that against KD. So I love that. Um, the Falcons have scored three points in their last eight quarters of football. I, I'm gonna love it just because of how absurd this is for an NFL team to be doing this bad, especially considering the Falcons aren't really a team that you would think to be that bad you would you would kind of assort these stats with maybe the jags or the jets but falcons matt ryan come on like i just think it's kind of funny though so i'm gonna love it yeah yeah it's crazy because the patriots scored 25 unanswered points against the falcons like when has that ever happened before (laughs) 28 to (laughs) 3 forever Uh, and always Mac Jones currently has more wins than the rest of the 2021 QB class combined. I love this one as well. Uh, this makes our, my prediction. I believe you also, or what was your prediction for rookie quarterbacks? For I forget. Rookie of the year? 
Yeah. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah. Okay. So this makes our prediction look good. Um, you know, I, I said from the beginning, I thought Mac Jones was going to have the best career. He definitely seems like he's been fit into the right system. Um, so it's kind of nuts to think he has more wins than all of them combined. But I mean, that that is the case for now. That won't last long, but for now, it's kind of a cool stat. The new Spider-Man trailer come out and uh, the multiverse theories are in full swing. All right. So this I'm going to love this one. This is just the all loves this time. This has nothing to do with sports, but you kind of had to talk about it. It's big pop culture right now. Have you seen any of the theories for Spider-Man? So I haven't seen this newest trailer, but I remember the last one. Um, I think it was uh, the lizard. Yeah, his neck. Like he gets his kicked. neck break, and they're like, "Who who was edited out of there?" And I know, I know that Andrew Garfield has been in the news. Like, oh, I'm not in it. And Tobey Maguire, no, I'm not in it. But like, I'm gonna freak out if Tobey Maguire is not in this new Spider-Man movie. <laughs> like, that is my Spider-Man. This like those are my favorite. Spider-Man is still my favorite superhero because of those Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. And so, like, if he's not there, Andrew Garfield, too, because I like, also liked him. I liked him, uh, yeah. I thought he I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, I am going to be pissed. I want to see the whole multiverse. I don't know how. It might be complicated. Uh, I've seen a meme, too, of, like, how it's, like, fans are like, oh, yay, we want just a normal superhero versus villain. And then it's, like, Marvel fucking multiverse dimension alien fucking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's <laughs> so, how the comic books worked out. Like, the comic yeah. books got to that point, so. Yeah, I, I like it, honestly, even though it's a bit complicated. I love it. So, all righty. That is all we got for today's episode. Again, like I said, we still got to work out exactly what we want to do for our other pick. Oh, let's go, baby. Gonzaga's up 16 to 6. Let's fucking go. Actually, I shouldn't talk. I'm going to knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah, as I was say, you shouldn't be so. I shouldn't be hype. Yeah, I can, I can be excited for now. But if it hits, though, I'm going to be pissed. I didn't go all in like I said I was going to. I backed out. But anyway regardless of our picks we'll be back probably sometime this week we may have to work something out i I don't know exactly yet stay tuned on our social media over at gtd underscore sports we'll be posting updates there on what we decide to do but uh for now thanks for listening and have a happy thanksgiving if we don't talk to you guys until then um elijah you got anything to add all righty we'll see y'all probably later in the week but if not happy You know, have a good Thanksgiving with your family and we'll talk next time.